Where are you? I'm in a car. I'm going to do this podcast so, for two hours in your car. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool, huh? Hello, my friends. Thank you for joining us for the PebCAC podcast, a weekly information security show featuring some all around good people. It is week 12 of 2022. I'm Chris Louie. I'm happy to say this is our one year anniversary episode. Thank you to all our listeners who have been with us through 51 regular episodes and eight bonus episodes. With me, I have the very tan Brian Deach back from sunny San Diego, who I can officially call out as a giant man-child because he also bought a Lego set after hassling me on our Chinese New Year episode. You know what? You'll never be half the man your mother was. So let's just get that straight. Uh, And for the record, I bought a Ford Raptor Lego set. What did you get again? I bought a Bugatti. No, you didn't. You bought like a. No, you didn't. You bought like Harry. You bought Harry Potter, or or was it the Thanos glove? Yeah, I don't buy Harry even Potter. Done it. it was probably two rabbits, right? <laughs> My kid actually has the rabbit one. We built it. Volkswagen together. rabbits. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, yeah, it's kind of cool though. We are at you know a one year anniversary, so I came up with some new, some new nicknames. I'll still take on Duke Silver. Uh, but I was thinking I got to change it up a little bit. So for, for this next year, I'll be uncle barbecue. Uh, Chris, you will be known as the human VPN and, uh, Glenn, you could be boomerang. Cause I still believe you're going to come back to Z scare. So th- those are the three Heck names yeah. I have for you. All right. Human VPN. That's that one's awesome. going to have to, you're going to have to explain that one. Do I have a giant attack surface or that? Yeah. That one needs some explanation. Uh, you just kind of closed off and, you know mysterious i would have called them elastic how, how about the, yeah the human yeah, zero I, trust then the, no 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 no, no. Human, i would no, def- I, like the I would have VPN. called them elastic no, you still have some vulnerabilities but guys come on how could you not want to call him elastic because you could put anything in front of him he could search it search it quick probably search it faster than any any service out there you know, he's got like Better a Google, Google search appliance at home all right elastic man yeah. that's what he is elastic man there <laughs> you go elastic man. there you go <laughs> Sounds good. All right. And we have Glenn Medina, a.k.a. Boomerang, who just got back from the Mile High City. Emphasis on high. Hey, everyone. I'm beat and back from some serious travels, but overall it was lots of fun. Just got into Newport Beach this morning or this a- this afternoon, and uh, you know I'm here for some great vacation. It's been a while since I've had a proper vacation, unlike Mr. Uh, Barbecue over here, who's always on vacation. I look forward to some time away from the computer. All right. Sounds good. Hopefully you do get that and you're not called into some work emergency. Yeah. Could you believe it, Chris? I mean, one year. Guys, unbelievable that we've done this for one year. Yeah. Yeah. Episode 52. So, yeah, it's been been a year. Haven't missed a week yet. So, fun fact. I actually had multiple opportunities to go to Denver over the years, but... Something always happened or came up, either a customer canceled last minute or I had some type of family emergency. But I did finally make it out there in February 2020, right before lockdown. No guests this week, just the three of us for our one-year anniversary. Combined, we have decades of information security experience and are here not just to educate, but to entertain. We've got some awesome stories for you this week, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. A programming note, this episode will be longer than our normal show as we take a look back on one year of the PepCAC podcast. We hope to return to our shorter format show next week. 
Another programming note, please stick around to the very end of the podcast. It will have a best of collection of all the sound bites I've collected and all the NFTs I minted over the year. Spotify and Apple have analytics, so I know exactly when you, the listener, stop listening to the podcast, which is usually after the wrap-up. So stay until the end. I guarantee it will be laugh-out-loud funny and a nice trip down memory lane. Yeah, don't be a jerk. Listen to the end. Jeez. You need to tell people this. You got to come up with a catchphrase. Like, remember, at the, the video source is Be Kind, Rewind. Like, we got to come up with some kind of catchphrase to get people to listen to the very end of the podcast. I wish I had thought about this earlier. Yeah. In honor of the one-year episode, we will all take a whiff of our smelling salts that we did back in bonus episode, I think it was bonus episode seven, uh, and kick off the show. I've got mine here, and I'm uncapping it. Real quick, something was missed in in that bonus episode, and you had a scene, Jesus, I can smell mine already. (laughs) I had said to Chris, and like our audio kind of went over everyone. And I was complaining to Chris that he didn't have the smelling salts uh, close enough to his nose. And uh, I said something. I was like, I was like, hey, that's like eight inches away. Or at least that's what I tell my wife what eight inches is. So <laughs> we were all talking over each other. So you need Missed to get your nose in joke. there. Get it, get it dirty, joke. buddy. All right. All right. You guys, this time we're going to do it all at the same time. We're not going to take turns. Oh, really? Okay. Shoot. Yeah. I'm ready. All right. Glenn, you ready? What's that for? Yeah, <laughs> oh, for this uh, thing. This, uh... Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go. Oh my god, it's already All bad. Right. Strong in the car. Yeah, cleanse yeah, it in a closed space. So I feel sorry oh, for him. Oh god, <laughs> I gotta open the window here. All right, here we go. <laughs> the original packaging. Right. It's terrible. My what? eyes are watering, like guys. Pack. It's triple yeah. pack. Whoa, it's oh, wet. He... You only had like two minutes to queue to get it ready as I was queuing the segment up. Just saying. Ooh. Thank God we can edit. I know. <laughs> well, we being Chris. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> All right, you guys ready? Ooh. Come on, yeah, Glenn. Uncap it. Okay, okay, okay. Lift up your skirt and grab your balls. Let's go. Okay. Here we go. Okay, ready? Yep. yep. Three. Two, one, stiff. Oh. <coughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh. 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 Like bone broth and penis pills. Jesus. Oh, my God. I think I burnt some nose hairs. Oh, my God. Oh. oh. Ah. I should have took that deep you know, breath. Oh. You guys know what? I need a, I need a, a pick-me-up. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, what the hell was that? Oh. Uh, let's go for the old triple pump. No, triple no, bump. thank you. <laughs> I'm done. All right, oh. all right, all right. Yeah, Brian can watch and can verify the distance. Uh. <laughs> oh, Chris, oh, wow. that was that was four inches that time, buddy. <laughs> I think my left eye is like right, well. crying. <laughs> All right, now that the hosts are over in his rental car right now for being under the influence of smelling salts. I uh, know, no kidding. All right, now that the hosts are sufficiently woken up and stimulated, we can go on to our opening topic. 
On the note of flying high at the Denver airport, I always enjoy talking to people who have been there. I know for sure Glenn has been there, and I'm guessing Brian has been there with his 500-plus Uber trips. So let me lay out some fun facts about the Denver International Airport. There is a super, super creepy blue horse statue that greets you as you drive up the airport. The eyes glow red for some reason. If this thing wasn't creepy enough, they gave it demonic eyes. Denver is also known to have fog. So when you drive up to the airport, you just see this blue horse head with glowing red eyes. The original artist who was commissioned to complete the horse, he died while making the statue when the horse's head fell off and killed him to death. There are really creepy gargoyles watching over you in the baggage claim area. So next time you go there to pick up your bags, look around. There are several weird murals throughout the airport implying a New World Order. One mural has a Boy Scout-looking kid handing over his rifle to a Nazi-looking soldier. So again, next time you're through there, take a look at these really weird murals. In 2012, then-President Barack Obama was flown to Denver International Airport and secured in a bunker there instead of a military base or NORAD or Colorado Springs, which you think would be safer, but for some reason... He was bunkered down in Denver International Airport. During a huge remodel of the airport, an entire city was built on the airport property and then buried, and no one knows why. The official story is that the underground city is meant for the most intelligent luggage routing system on Earth. The airport is 53 square acres, making it the biggest airport in North America, but nowhere near the busiest. That crown belongs to Atlanta's Hartsfield-Jackson Airport. What is all that land being used for? Lastly, in February 2007, the windshield on dozens of planes just cracked around the same time for some inexplicable reason. And after a lengthy investigation, they said that it was some kind of sand that did it. So coincidence or conspiracy, you decide. I think it was all the pilots did a, a hit of smelling salts and they just burst out in tears <laughs> and it caused the things to crack. Uh, so I didn't know any, well, I guess I knew about the, uh, the blue ox or the, whatever that was. I've seen the that blue before. horse, the, horse? And the, the blue statue, horse, yeah. the blue horses. Yeah. Uh, and then looking at this, I think Denver might be my favorite airport because anywhere else I go, it's always like a cluster F getting around, right? There's always traffic getting like, it's just, it's just wild. Denver is, it's, it's literally out in the middle of nowhere, which makes it easy uh, to get in and out of. That, and it's like, for me, it's just trying to figure out what floor you're on to get out. Because when you grab an Uber, the way it was, it worked before is you had to tell them which door and which floor you were on to figure out where it was they were going to pick you up. And it was like, God, I don't know where the hell I'm at. So that, that was kind of weird. Um, but it's, I guess it's Blue Horse for the Denver Broncos. Is that is that a, a safe assumption there, Chris? I don't know. I actually don't know what the origin of the blue horse is. I just know it's incredibly creepy, and for, they gave it demonic eyes for some reason. Says the guy with rabbits. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then it's all this, like, Illuminati stuff. Like, there's some other things that said there's these weird pyramids, like these white pyramids. They found somewhere where, I guess, pyramids are a sign of the Illuminati. So, yeah, just in interesting I don't know if this is like confirmation bias. People think it's conspiracy and they want to believe it. But next time you're there, keep an eye out for some of these these odd things. Yeah. I'm going to do a I'll selfie with what... the gargoyle. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go find them now. I'll tell you what's crazy. Um, 
taking a flight, and I had watched uh, what was the what's that Boeing um, show on on Netflix now? The downfall, the downfall of Boeing. Have you guys watched that? Oh, House of Cards. No, 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 no. It's it's <laughs> no, that's not it. <laughs> flight of the Navigator. No, it's called Downfall, I think, and it's a it's a new one on Netflix. It basically talks about how Bo- Boeing had screwed up with the seven eighty seven, the seven thirty seven. Max, the seven eighty seven Dreamliner, and then the seven thirty seven Max. Yeah, was, and yeah guess what wild. plane? I, I, yeah, I, I guess what plane I got on? Guess what plane I got on when I was leaving for Denver from Oakland? Seven thirty seven Max. But yeah, I was like, oh crap, this can't be good. <laughs> so yeah, Dude, they sold a lot of those planes. Yeah, they had to rebrand them. I thought they were rebranding them because of the, the the stigma of that. I think, yeah, I think they got rebranded 737 now. Yeah, yeah, firmware update. Mm. You, you guys got to watch it when you guys get a chance. It's, it's pretty eye opening. I didn't I, think that I've they seen were it. that bad. You have? Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah, flew on that plane you. back in the yeah. day, like a lot of times before it was actually a known issue. I mean, it's everywhere. Southwest has them, I believe. Yeah, because Southwest, I think, yeah. bought a lot of them. In American, pretty I think. Pretty scary. Pretty scary. You know, yeah, you like, know, stuff was messed up when the pilots were like, uh, "We need to get these things back to Boeing, and we need you guys to fly." And the pilots are like, eh, "Probably not. Not going to do that. Just figure it out yourself." <laughs> yeah, that was like during Y two K. I remember when the clocks were all over Y two K. They, I think, I forgot if it was the U S or some other country. They made the airline executives be on an airplane at the stroke of midnight just to prove that, give them some motivation that these planes wouldn't fall out of the sky. Yeah, I, I they, think the statistic was like they'd never had an accident up until those those two planes for Boeing and for them. And that that was like a, a really big issue right? from a safety standpoint. Unbelievable. Yeah, they, 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 they straight up did those those pilots and, and everyone dirty in Indonesia. You know that, right? Yeah, the Lion Air yeah. flight. Yeah, that was messed up. Like this stuff tragic. Blame on yeah. them. Yeah. And, yeah. Meanwhile, they were talking crap behind their backs like, yeah. Look at these idiots wanting additional training. Why would we do that, right? This I don't know. That that thing was messed up. It's not just creating perfect software. Like we've we've talked about it here. It's impossible to create perfect software. But you know the 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 things they did to get it past the regulators, past the FAA, all the underhanded stuff. Like that's that's probably the messed up part. Easter eggs. That's what it's called. <laughs> Un- undocumented features. There you go. <laughs> All right, for our first topic, well, boys, I got shadow banned from LinkedIn again. At first, I thought it may have been my comment. I made a comment that said two years to flatten the curve since LinkedIn and many social media platforms are suppressing any posts having to do with COVID-19 to stop the spread of potential misinformation. When I dug deeper, I noticed one of the links I threw in the show notes was malformed on LinkedIn and had a reference to LinkedIn malware protection. It was like, LinkedIn.com slash malware checking, something like that. The website I linked was legitimate. I ran it through VirusTotal, Zscaler, Zulu, and they all came back clean. However, LinkedIn didn't like it, and they shadow banned my post without notifying me. I deleted the link, and now my post is public since I'm getting views and likes again. The link was in reference to our discussion with Chris Young last week about subscripturation, about having too many subscriptions. And it had some legitimately good tips on that website, like what Chris had told us about linking everything through iTunes or PayPal so you can see it all in one place 
and only have one credit card to replace if your card gets stolen. But for some reason, LinkedIn thought it was malware and shadow banned me. How did these guys sleep at night? Jesus. I know. Someone needs to tell them. There's no I in team, but there's three U's and shut the F up. (laughs) What does that have to do with anything? It's like, I, I don't mind so much. Like, if I posted something malicious, fine. You know, mistakes happen. But for them to shadow ban me and not tell me and not tell me how to fix it, I think that's where they need to step up their game. Yeah, especially when you've got things like a podcast going on that's going out weekly. It's kind of odd that we're not, maybe we need to double check on this, Chris, and create a bot or some some script to figure out if we're we're getting access or not. Maybe that's where, you know, Uncle Barbecue and myself can help out. Yeah, well, Uncle Barbecue knew, was wondering, how come I didn't see the post this week? And then he didn't say anything. So my, my other early detection system failed. I mean, obviously, like, I'm not headlining in that. So why would I even care? <laughs> Maybe we need to take him back to Duke Silver and he would pay attention. Yeah, who knows? It's supply chain issues, right? Yeah, I think it's more like a badge of honor now. It's like, how many times have you been shadow banned by LinkedIn? I actually went back, so this this got me wondering. I said what I went back to my post about about flat Earth, and I was wondering, I'm like, okay, maybe something else got me banned, not the flat Earth stuff. So I looked through the the post again, and yeah, sure enough, there was nothing wrong with it. I think LinkedIn just doesn't like flat Earthers, and I was semi joking about saying the world is flat, and they took it too seriously and shadow banned me for that. That's some serious. I mean, the ability for them to do that based off of the, the two words, that's that's censorship, right? I mean, but again, they're not a public media service. It's kind of, like I said, I, I think that's that's going a little overboard there. Yeah. Yeah, it was either my comment about the Earth is flat or I had a link in the show notes to the Flat Earth Society, just as a joke, but apparently LinkedIn didn't think it was that funny. All right, for our next topic in Russia-Ukraine news, Russia has created a national certificate authority in response to crippling international sanctions. It's not that Russian websites had their SSL certificates revoked. It's that due to these crippling sanctions, website owners are unable to renew their expiring certificates. About a year and a half ago, all the major browser developers led by Apple said they were only honor certificates with a lifespan of 13 months or less. So that means renewals will have to happen more frequently and the sanctioned website can only stay secure for a maximum of 13 months. Since all browsers will throw up a certificate error if a certificate is expired, and sites with things like HSTS, the Strict Transport Security Enabled, may not even let you visit the website without a valid certificate, websites started to become unavailable. The Russian government took it upon themselves to create a CA and have all Russian citizens import this certificate into their browser or computer. So the Russian government is minting man-in-the-middle SSL certificates. What could possibly go wrong? Didn't yeah. Bluecoat get away with this once as well? They bungled mm. in their, their self-signed no. cert. Uh, yes, they did. Did they? Yeah. Yes, okay. they did. And they oh, you know what? That was but... that was when Symantec <clears throat> acquired Bluecoat. They tried to do that. And, and 
got caught. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, they yeah. claimed it was only like a dev server or something, but yeah, it was it was I think it was Verisign, which is why Semantic yeah. had to sell Verisign to DigiCert. Like they, they that that was I think that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Now part of the story there, yeah. Yeah, Verisign was doing some other stuff. Um not 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 doing proper C, uh know your customer KYC stuff and uh, some other things, but yeah, I think that was finally what did it. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised that Russia did this. You know, being a democracy and everything, you think this is something that wouldn't be up their sleeve? <laughs> yeah, you know, they're known for their human rights and free speech. <laughs> I just want to know where am I going to get all my cheap clone polyester suits and Adidas jumpsuits from now that I can't you know do business over there. I think it was the opposite. I think if Adidas threatened to stop sending their tracksuits over there, then we might get Russia's attention. No, I want the off-branded, like, Russia version, version uh, of the Adidas jumpsuit, right? Like, it's, yeah. it's three stripes, but it's a little different. Yeah, or four stripes. or. Well, you could do the Adidas Filipino version. It's got a chicken, because Adidas in Filipino stands for chicken feet. So... <laughs> <laughs> There's your sign. There's your sign. Yeah. I I God. a while ago I heard Adidas actually is an is a not an yes, it's an acronym. It's not an initialism. So Adidas is an acronym for all day I dream about soccer. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I've heard. Do they even make soccer shoes? I'm just kidding. Of course they do. <laughs> what was the uh the song from back in the day? Remember the All Day I Dream About Sex? That's actually what it was? I don't remember that song. What the hell? You guys are so isolated <laughs> in your little perfect little world. Let me see. I'll find Maybe. this. You guys talk. Hey, you you would have thought that this certificate would have been out there already uh, out there, right? I mean, probably true for Chinese folks, for Chinese computers, but uh, yeah. Uh, no yeah, the cert is out there. The The challenge is getting, so no operating system and no browser is going to accept it. So Firefox, Safari, Brave, Chrome, Windows, Mac, nobody's going to install the cert as a trusted certificate by default. Well, at least no sane person. By the way, that song was by Korn. Really? You guys don't right. know it? No, it I even like that kind of music. And I knew it. Yeah, me neither, but I knew that one. It's, it's pretty much the only way you can spell Adidas. Well, other than the obvious threat of eavesdropping, we also have the problem of certificate pinning and IoT devices, which just cannot import a different root certificate. Kazakhstan tried this a few years ago by developing man-in-the-middle proxies for uh, services like Gmail and Facebook and Twitter using a national root certificate authority, and they claimed... It was to scan the data for malware and to protect its citizens. Said no one ever. <laughs> so the problem, yeah, the problem is when you give the you know the government a little bit of power, it, you know they never give it back. So that was that's a terrible idea. I know the first time Kazakhstan tried it, they stopped it pretty quickly. I know they tried to do it again. I don't know the status of it right now. Actually, if they ever if they permanently implemented it or if that, that got rolled back as well. It wasn't for the entire internet. It was only for these services that that you know Kazakhstan claims that their users are most targeted by, but it also happens to be the services where most of their free speech takes place. Hmm. Yeah, I'd never install a certificate. Would you guys? I mean, screw around, 
do some stuff crazy. Allow that. <laughs> FAFO. No, yeah. I'm not doing that. <laughs> not not on anything production, not on anything that touches my production network. Maybe like in a, a VM or something. Uh, in an isolated network or an isolated browser. Maybe something like that, just to see what happens. Like there's I think there's software or there's a website you can visit and you can tell is there a man in the middle proxy you know looking at your traffic. Because if if Russia claims this is only because these companies can't get legitimate SSL certs due to sanctions, technically there shouldn't be a man in the middle proxy there, but you can probably go to this website and tell are they actually trying to read your encrypted traffic. You should be able to see that though just by looking at the certificate chain inside of in, in, inside of the, inside of the browser, right? You should be able to see that when you click on the lock. Yeah, so, so you, you'll know that it has a certificate. So that's not the problem. The problem is, are they doing more? Do they have you know that that proxy in the middle, or is the cert actually installed on the web server? Yeah. So that that's what you have to find out. I I think they do it with like X forwarding four headers or something to to tell you know has this traffic been manipulated or the other thing you you could try doing. Well, cert pinning actually wouldn't work because it would get blocked either way. Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking. I mean, if they if they had a man in the middle cert, you should be able to see what the root cert, the 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 cert the certificate chain, and and see that one of the one of the certificates is not like the other, right? I mean. Yeah. They'd have to make it look pretty damn valid. Yeah. Either way, it's not a not a good time to be a wet, uh, internet user in Russia right now. Yeah. But did you? Do you hear about some of the the Russian citizens that are stuck in third world in other countries? They can't get back to Russia because flights are canceled and um, their bank accounts have been frozen. So that they're kind of stuck where they are. That that should be some fun for those those folks. I heard it's like, like a big to the rescue, right? They came in there and that was the only way to make a payment. Yeah, there you go, crypto for the win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you can't get on a plane to get you back home. There are no planes going to Russia right now, right? Because all the sanctions are in place over there. Is it really that bad to not go back to Russia? <laughs> I feel like you hit the lottery. I'm stuck in the Americas? What? This is oh, great. Yeah. Heck? Star War, guys. I'm going to hang out yeah. over here and high-five my um, neighbor. Unless you're a malware author that's wanted by the U.S. or Interpol, then you're going to have a bad day. That's true. You know, we're all blue-collar guys over here just trying to make a, an honest buck so we don't yeah. have to worry. Exactly. I say blue-collar because I'm wearing a blue-collar, but we're technically we're <laughs> white-collar. Let's, let's be real. For our next topic, I thought we should take our one-year anniversary episode and reflect back on what's changed for you since episode one. I know, Glenn, you said you were listening to our early episodes again to see where we came from. And I don't think we ever talked about the origin of the Pepcac podcast on here. So let me share my version of our origin story. I used to write a blog on LinkedIn and I cross-posted it to my personal site, chrislouis.net. And it was an in-depth security story of the week. I did that for about two years and I noticed my readership on LinkedIn was dwindling, partially because people don't typically use LinkedIn as their source of security news. And my analysis was always pretty in-depth, and they were actually quite lengthy reads. I'm still forever grateful to my loyal readers who follow me and read my blog every week. Separately, 
It was actually Brian who made the comment in our group chat about one of our competitors having a podcast done by their SEs, and he said, well, if they have one, why don't we have one? So shutting down my blog and wanting to try something new, I dove headfirst into how to start the podcast. Fun fact, we were actually supposed to have a fourth co-host on the show who was also in our group chat, but Todd has some circumstances in his life when we launched the podcast that prevented him from joining us, and to this day, the three of us are still trying to get him to come on, even as a guest. So I did the research, I registered the accounts on iTunes and Spotify and the other podcast syndication platforms, and we were ready to record episode one. So what was your guys' first thoughts when I told you that we're going to do a podcast, this is real, and this is actually happening. Wow. I mean, obviously, I'm going to be the star of the whole thing. So I do appreciate obviously. you recording and, and documenting and editing and all that good stuff. Uh, I am, and for every listener that knows Todd Morton, we'll call him up by name, tell him to get his butt on the show. we got a blank, slight, uh, blank spot waiting here for him. Yeah, we need another SE manager, definitely. Because the SE, the previous SE manager left. So, uh, I came because, like in episode one, Brian, like Brian had called it out, I, I heard there was going to be punching cookies, which is why I came along as well, right? So, and to this day, guys, everyone on the podcast, I still have yet to get my punching cookies. I'll tell you well, what, Brian, next time I see you, I'll punch you and give you some cookies. <laughs> Such a nice guy. Such a nice guy. <laughs> Such a nice guy. I think, didn't we like evade something weird by the way? It was like perfect timing because it's like impossible to even get onto iTunes anymore with your podcast. Isn't that correct? It was. So it's not impossible anymore. They shut down new podcast submissions shortly after because they're getting ready to launch their subscription plus service or Apple podcast plus where you could have premium podcasts. So they, I think it might've been for a, a few weeks or for a month, you couldn't submit any new podcast. So yeah, we, we got in right under the wire and we got uh, published right before that they uh they stopped accepting new ones but i think now they're back open yeah i i for one was happy i mean i'm glad i, I met you guys was able to be part of the group and got invited to do the podcast and i, I i'll be honest with you guys and, and all the all the listeners that are out there i i do nothing but provide comical relief for these two guys here they're the brains of it, um, and uh, and again, you know, Chris does a lot of the major work here. You know, he's the one that we submit our our feeds to, and he he does all the splicing and, and the work and and the and gets things done on time. So kudos to Chris and and my and my and my other cohort here, Uncle Barbecue, who does you know the uh, the other half of my 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 comic relief. I mean, let's be real. Like all the NFTs that are minted are just of me and you. Homeboy never puts himself on blast. So. I know, right? <laughs> we need another party to come in here and take care of this. We yeah, need some. You need an independent adjudicator to yes. call out the the funny. Either that, or I'm just not that funny. No, you're funny. You just don't want to. <laughs> you just when, don't want to be. Like you just don't want to have an FD of it. He's got a filthy yeah. mouth. He's got the funniest jokes. Uh, he's he's like in the background juggling, you know, chainsaws and, and machine guns. But then you get on as soon as you start recording, he's just Mister Normal. Don't have any idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, when we finally become profitable and start making some money off this podcast and get sponsors, we could outsource the editing to a third party company. Well, wasn't the one of the precursors to to the podcast as well was when we did the 
the dancing video for our sales enablement team when we all got together on 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 Zoom and was dancing the Harlem Shake. Do you guys remember yes, that? We did. We did do the Harlem Shake video. That was actually yeah, really was... fun. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was with the four of us. We actually made made it and all four of us got to got to do that. I would say it was the best 30 seconds of my life, but there's other things that have happened that are far better than that in 30 <laughs> yeah, seconds or less. 30 seconds, yep. Well, I think that your <laughs> wife calls you the 10 the 10 second man, so don't 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 trip, Brian. <laughs> oh, oh, we're going to start taking shots. <laughs> Two pump chump over here. Well, <laughs> uh, for me, <clears throat> Episode one was recorded and edited in Audacity, and I had no idea what I was doing, but you could tell episode one was truly a V1 product. Over the course of probably episodes one through at least six, you could tell that we were working the kinks out. So, I mean, I definitely appreciate all the people that stuck around with us and as we worked the kinks out. Um, on episode one, I think I was still using the Zoom audio, so it was compressed to heck. All the audio quality was poor. There was just no volume control for the streams or the music. And then I think on episode two, we switched to individual stream recording. But then I realized that you could hear a ticking clock on my audio stream, so I had to move that clock every time I record. Then on episode three, I think I forgot to close my office window because it's really hot here. And you could hear all kinds of road noise and airplane noise, and then episode four i realized my max fan is super loud when we record and i learned how to do the noise cancellation um, in, in audacity uh, i also switched from GarageBand, which was a free software from apple to logic pro a paid software from apple which actually makes e-editing the podcast immensely easier our earlier episodes were a lot more scripted and soon we learned that format did not work well for the show so you can probably tell when that shift took place when the host became more like themselves and then I think after episode three or four, Guy Marone, our old boss, also gave us some pointers which we took to improve the show. And the flow of the show became a lot more natural after that. Uh, on the non-technical front, I subscribe to a YouTube channel called Charisma On Command, and they actually give really great tips on how to talk and communicate. And I've done my best to integrate those teachings on how to make our podcast better. And I think our episode, episode 50, with Sahir and, and SP, the founders of Smokescreen, it was our longest episode to date, but I got overwhelmingly positive feedback from all our listeners that that was their favorite episode. That was a fun one. I'm not going to lie to you guys. That was, it, it was, a, I think that was the first time too that we had recorded late in the evening for us, early in the morning for them or late, even later for them. And that was a lot of fun. Just being able to hear the, the things that, um, Sahir and SP had gone through, specifically with SP and his uh, his ability to to crack into any system was was pretty amazing. Yeah, ninety nine percent of the time he could get in. Yeah, yeah. Ninety nine percent of the time it works every time. <laughs> yeah, I think they're just a, they were a fun bunch too. Like they they've done podcasts before. I think they know the format, and they they're just. They seem they're they're like us, you know. They're they're all around good guys. I think they meshed well with the show. I'm still learning. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I did I didn't realize, Chris, that you were listening to some YouTube channels about how to better your audio. Uh, I know I have an issue where you hear my my stupid laughter, which I try and prevent every time, and then you can hear my breathing too. I, I don't know what's going on. Maybe I have to get a sock for my microphone or something. But yeah, I, you can hear my inhales, which I hate. So it's something I do need to work on. 
Give you like taze on day. You move your mouth away from the mic to breathe in. Yeah. See, I'm the complete opposite. I'm like, how can I get worse on the show and make you guys look better? Because I am here for you. <laughs> there you go, Brian negging us again. I think that's that's another thing that we've learned throughout the show is, is Brian can be a real sweetheart, but he can also be a real bully, and I think that's come out through the show as what? well. What? No, not even. <laughs> Not even <laughs> false fake news. Who's moderating this nonsense? Deech is a teddy bear. <laughs> Deech wants to call a fact check on this one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, I listened to last week's episode, and it was uh, Zoltan. He actually hit me up. He's like, he he was listening to the um, podcast that I missed out on, and he gave me a little shout out for for what you guys did for my wife and and all that good stuff. So thank you guys so much for that. By the way. Hey, along these same lines, Chris, like if, if you and, and even Brian, like what, what's the next iteration of what we do on our podcast for this next year? What are you guys thinking? Like do metaverse video yeah. metaverse. Yeah, there you like, go. We we'll, go we'll to VR. Yeah, we'll get yeah. VR headsets and we'll do the podcast yeah. in VR. Yeah, uh, I want to do Twitch streaming. I got to get that. Well, t- the technical I, part of Twitch streaming is easy. I can just stream in. We'll use OBS and like everyone else does. The challenge is getting in the following, getting the audience, getting people to, to show up that you have to really promote it. You have to be consistent about your time. And unfortunately for us, for the recording part of it, it, get, it gets all over the place because of our busy schedules. I think we should do video all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Chris okay. is like, yeah, great idea, Brian. Why don't you edit it? <laughs> <laughs> I really do. I think uh, I think we'd have a maybe a smaller fraction of people that actually watch it, but I think it's pretty entertaining. Yeah, that and we don't have to worry about the not safe for work tag on YouTube as much because we're not going to monetize it, or, or I don't plan to monetize it. It's, what? I don't want to hey, get hey, flagged hey, on hey, iTunes. Chris, t- take that back. What do you mean we don't plan on monetizing this? What are you talking about? <laughs> Because it would be so hard to strike out everything controversial that Brian says. We would get demonetized in a second, and I'd have to review all the tapes <laughs> and bleep out the parts that would get us uh, demonetized. I don't know. Like, are you being legit right now? That can't be true. <laughs> Notice you didn't say me, Brian. <laughs> I know. I feel like I, Although, once again, this is what this is the problem. When you're the only white person on the podcast, you get bullied. And but you're yet you're called the bully. This minority thing sucks. Although I can't check your privilege, Brian. Was I the first one that you bleeped, Chris? Did you bleep me first? Yes, I I think so. And I I think I said in the group chat, I'm like, I'm amazed that Glenn was the first one I had to bleep out on this podcast. I thought it'd be you, Chris. Yeah, of course, because I'm swearing all the time. You're you're yeah, you're flimsy. Yeah. Oh, what else? So the, yeah, I, th- I think the posting the video, of the smelling salts, that was definitely um, a positive. I got a lot of positive feedback on that one as well. Uh, maybe a drinking episode if we can get it scheduled properly and we can get the timing right. Possibly do Wait, Glenn's three beers what, in what right now. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm three beers in. What are you talking about? <laughs> he, he didn't get the memo. This was not a drinking episode. Every episode is a drinking episode, Chris. What are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to think of what others, what some of the other podcasts like. And I remember there's there's one podcast I listened to on their hundredth episode. I don't, maybe we can try and do this. They made it you know super long format, and they got like some of the the best of like their best of guests to return, and they did like ten minute segments with each guest, and they had 
uh, like six or seven guests on that that episode. Like a rotating guest episode would be fun, I think. Well, I would like personally if we could get together, maybe in Southern California, someplace not so hot, and and do one live together, um, and not on Zoom. I think that would be cool. Yeah. I think so. I don't want to be around you guys. Mm. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Let's go like July 4th weekend, Big Bear. That should be fun. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Let's do it. What do you guys think? Any any other ideas for what, what we want to do in year two? Fishing boat trip out on the water someplace, recording the podcast. I don't know. Ocean Sounds. or lake? Ocean or lake. Pick one. doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. Lake would be better to me. Yeah. On the ocean, it's like 50-50. You either get fun Brian or uh, projectile vomit Brian. Yeah. So, I mean, either way, it's a blast, right? But Yeah. yeah. It'll be fun for us, not quite as fun for you. I, I know the other one, too, is that we've always talked about getting the wives on the podcast with us. That would be interesting. Yes. Yes. The wives episode. Um, or bring your own um, pet. And Chris will be there with stupid rabbits. And I'll have my <laughs> awesome dogs. And then whatever the hell Glenn has, goldfish, I don't even know. What? <laughs> I've got dogs. Oh, see? What's up, dog? Yeah. You know, one idea I originally had for this this one-year anniversary was throughout the show notes, we keep track of all the topics that we want to talk about. And inevitably, since we only do four a week, we don't get to everything. I thought it would be fun to do a marathon episode and talk about every single topic we didn't get to and sort of clear the slate, but... I don't think we have enough time for that for for the recording, but I thought that might be fun just to do like a like a lightning round, like ran like a rapid fire, do like sixty topics that we didn't get to talk about over the last year. I'm game. Yeah, that, Let's do that it. Won't, that won't bore yeah. the cust- or the the people to death. That'd be great. Or, or <laughs> bore them or confuse them. That <laughs> no, I think they actually dig that. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll 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 reserve one of the episodes to be a lightning round. Maybe it doesn't have to be the one year. We could just do it for for a random episode. Or every every time we hear Glenn take a breath in, and we all have to hit the smelling salts. <laughs> uh, I don't. Think, I think I'd lose my ability to smell by the end of that episode. I feel like I can still taste it. <laughs> I, I think the hair on yeah. the nose, the nose hair in my left left nostril is just like not working right now. It's all burnt. So I need a, I need a bump. Give me a second, guys. Mm. <laughs> How come your bottle's white? Yours is different than yeah. ours. What's going on? Oh, oh, let me get the real one real quick. I know. What's like, up, did, you, did you just sniff, yeah. smell aspirin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, here's a real one. Okay, here yeah, we go. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that's not as bad as the first one or the second or the third. Yeah, it's because your smell, sense of smell is getting worse with every sniff you take. I am crying now. <clears throat> Ugh. All right. Our next topic is actually related to what we what we've been talking about. Uh, pick one reasonable guest that we could actually get for on the podcast, and pick one guest if it could be anyone alive today. So while you guys think about that, uh, my reasonable person pick. We've always had SEs and SAs on with a technical background. I think it would be fun to get an outside perspective on tech, and I always want to do an episode with our wives, but. We didn't have the time or opportunity to do one when we were all in Costa Rica together, but we all 
got along really well and I think it would be a fun conversation. So thank you, Glenn, for stealing my idea there. Sorry. Uh, for, for the guest of anyone alive today, uh, I've heard, uh, I was thinking uh, Elon Musk or Donald Trump. They're both very polarizing people. I've heard Elon is a very tough person to inter- interview. Uh, but for a more unconventional unconventional pick, I would say uh, Steve-O of Jackass fame. He's been through a lot. He's had a lot of ups and downs in his life. But I think he's a genuine guy with a, a really interesting story. And I'd, I'd want to hear about that. I like, I like Steve-O. He's pretty funny, dude. And you're right. I think he is genuine. Now that he's getting older, he's definitely matured a lot. Yeah, I mean, like anyone that has a tattoo of a picture of, them, of themselves on their back, I'm like, that person has an interesting story. No, that's exactly that, how it looks, right? That's two not, thumbs up. He's like, "That's not interesting. That's just dumb." <laughs> but that's just me. I don't know about you guys, but it is. But it's it's like what what decisions in your life led you to the moment where you told the tattoo guy that that says, "I want a picture of myself tattooed on my back." Uh, it probably yeah. started with Johnny Knoxville. He's being a jerk. Probably. Maybe lost a bet. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. He's lucky he got a good tattoo artist to do it because I've seen some really bad facial tattoos and you're like, that doesn't look like that person at all. No regrets. <laughs> no regrets. Regards. Regrets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think for uh, for me, I it would be fun to get someone out of the sales group, right? You know, someone not technical, maybe, maybe like a, like a, you know, someone on the sales side, on the senior leadership on the sales side. That would be fun because then we could, we can hammer on what things that they see differently within, you know, different things from a technical aspect, right? From cyber. Like, what do they see? Um, they make fun of them because you're so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I told you Brian's a bully. That's exactly oh, it. what? Yeah. Damn it. All right. Yeah. That's true. That was a good one. <laughs> Yeah. What about your any anyone alive? Anyone alive that I'd love to talk to? Uh, I don't know. It'd be it'd be a good one. What would be a good one, guys? That would that you'd want to talk to? I mean, Chris has got it podcast. lined up. Trump yeah. or, or Elon, right? Because that's that's yeah. polarizing. That would draw like millions of people to listen to it. But is there a celebrity that you just like? Man, I'd love to just chat with this person. Like Dikembe Matumbo, maybe. No, I'd love to talk to Bernie. I'd love to find out from Bernie, like, what are you thinking? Bernie, get Bernie on here. So. All right. We'll try to make it happen. We'll talk to his publicist. There you go. How about you, Uncle Barbecue? Uncle Barbecue would definitely take probably someone from the channel, right? And and for the listeners that know what the heck I'm talking about, people that resell our product, I'd like to have. Uh, maybe another architect come in and hang out with us and give them some of their perspectives on it. This from their like a different lens. I think that'd be kind of cool. How about a competitor? (laughs) Oh, you want to see Brian become a bully? (laughs) That's when that, that, that light, that light switch is going to go off, right? I'm going to have this guy. He's going to go home. He's going to park his car in the garage, leave it running, roll the windows down, game over when I'm done. So if anybody wants to have that conversation, uh, you know, I, I definitely do like comedy. 
Uh, I have a you know a couple different people. So if I was in a you know shoot for the stars, I right now, and probably for like maybe the, like the last ten years, I think freaking Danny McBride is hilarious, and so he he did like uh, movies like um, uh, or series like Eastbound and Down. I I don't know. I think that I think Homeboy is hilarious. I think he'd be a riot to have on the on a podcast like that. Yeah, I think I think having a comedian on would be fun because because when I listen to podcasts and they have comedians on and and they're really good at at throwing it back like when you're do you're when you're up there doing stand up and I forgot which comedian it was but some it might have been Steve Steve Hofstadter but someone does a really really good job of dealing with like hecklers and hecklers in the audience and being able to think on your feet like that and being able to throw it back like I, I think that lends itself really well to the the podcasting format. For our teenage that, audience, throwing it back means something completely different. Yeah. So, <laughs> there, there, I'm gonna there to, is. One. I'm gonna have to you dick this, like look it up on Urban Dictionary, because yeah, 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 you are. <laughs> All right. So there is one guy. I mean, I think if we were able to either get on his or he, we can get him, it would be Joe Rogan, right? Because that guy is so freaking cool and his talk track, how deep he thinks, and maybe we get to take some mushrooms with him, you know, and and and, and chill out. So. Microdose, okay. Yeah. Well, you put it out there, right? It's in the universe yeah. now. Make it happen. That's it. That's it. Huh. What do you know? So throwing it back does have a different definition. <laughs> That's is, is that by this that means that I can read out loud, but are, I'll leave, I'll leave it at that. You you are officially old now, Chris. You've breaking the line. You're I no guess so. I'm gonna have to start looking things up on you dick to to figure out what what brian's talking about well he's he's got kids that are of this age that would know so that's probably how he hears about it but you know throwing it back means you you, you ask someone a question or you say something and the other person can respond like the sign of a really bad podcast guest is when you say something and then the the guest just doesn't say anything back and they're essentially they're not throwing it back and they're just letting the conversation die oh okay that makes way more sense by the way, my, my kids brought the, to my attention, if you use Urban Dictionary with my last name, that's definitely has some questionable content there as well. You know who else? Jim French, our former colleague. Look up Jim French on Urban Dictionary. He, he's actually really proud of this. He told When I met Jim French in person, he told me to, hey, look me up on Urban Dictionary. Like That was one of his, his things he told me to do. Uh, I will have to do that. Deitch. <laughs> <laughs> And Brian is showing us on screen, trying to distract us from the show. All right, link, links, all these links will be in the show notes. Have fun with that. Oh my god, the Jim French one's great. <laughs> oh no, I gotta go look it up. <laughs> all right, while you look it up, we'll introduce our last topic, and yeah. this will be a rotating topic every week. This we're gonna talk about cars shipping with missing features. This is something like DLC for video games where you buy half the video game. So when you buy it off the shelf, you get half of it. And then you get the rest of the video game as downloadable content. As you may or may not know, there is a global chip shortage right now. And these car companies just can't get enough of these chips. And for that reason, like used car prices are up about 40% year over year. I have a four-year-old car that only lost about 20% of its value over four years, which is unheard of. There's never been a time in history that a car loses... 20% of its value over a four-year period. But yeah, it's just crazy. You lose 20% driving off the lot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what these car companies have done is they don't have enough chips. 
but they'll say you can buy the card today at a discount and then we'll install the chips later. We'll install these features later once we get the, the chips in, in stock. So Brian, you're a big fan of the F-150. So last year and once again earlier this month, it's uh, Ford started giving customers the option to purchase their pickup truck without the automatic start-stop feature. You know, it turns it off when it comes to a stop. It starts automatically when you hit the gas. And Ford gave uh, their affected owners a $50 credit in return. Some of the other automakers have made sacrifices to the chip shortage. So GM is dropping wireless charging, HD radios, fuel management systems that would have made their engines more efficient. A Tesla, so beloved Tesla, sold some cars without USB ports and made them installable at a later date once they got enough chips for that. And then the 2022 Escalade, uh, their auto drive feature, they had to nix that whole auto drive feature because just because they couldn't get enough chips. BMW shipped some cars without touch screens. So this is the new reality. Instead of waiting for the chips to become available and selling the cars, there's pictures of these half-finished cars in lots. They just said, we can't finish these cars because we don't have enough chips. Uh, the car makers are just plowing ahead and saying, buy this car without the feature and we'll install it once these chips become available. So I will tell you, the auto stop start feature on any F-150 isn't, like, I don't like it, right? I actually downloaded a piece of software onto a Windows computer. I didn't even own a Windows computer. I went out and bought it. And then I, uh, it's called Forescan. And you plug right into, like, the uh, the ODB port on there. Uh-huh. And you go on there and actually make changes to it. And that was one of the things that I had done. It was to disable the auto stop start on my truck because I thought it was stupid. I'm like, why, why am I going to have, like, a high-performance vehicle and just have this thing roll up to a st- uh, stop light and turn off and then start over again. I thought it was stupid. So that I bet was, you uh, can that... yank the chip for that and sell it for like 300 bucks online. Probably. Isn't that just a button <laughs> on the dashboard that says turn off, stop, but you don't want, Dude, I'm lazy. I, don't want to, I can't push that button every single time I get in the truck. <laughs> you think, how much free time do you think I have, Glenn? <laughs> and then uh, the fuel management, I, I believe that's the, uh, is that the Silverado or the GM vehicles where we'll take like a naturally aspirated like V8 and then when you're like a cruising mode, it will knock it down to like only four cylinders in action. Yeah, it's something like that. I think Mercedes was the first to do that on their V12s. This is if they don't need all 12, they shut off half of them. So it becomes a V6. So yeah, was that's... A, that was the North Star engine on GM, right? That could do that. Take eight to four. So I could live without fuel management, auto stop and start. But when you start taking away my touchscreen and, and auto drive, no thanks. I think you're paying a premium for that. 50 bucks would never cover it. Yeah, I think Ford also had the rear AC controls. They're selling cars without that now. And then again, promising to install at a later date. Again, it's not, you can still control it from the front. You just, the people in the back aren't able to control. So not, not a deal breaker for most people, but at least they're able to sell the car today with the promise to fix it later. I think that's, that's just our new reality. God, I remember my one of my first cars. They didn't even have electric windows, like, and didn't have AC. So hand crank. Yeah, it was hand crank, and it was it was uh we, no power steering, and it was a four speed. Uh, so things I could live without, right? So I I'm, I'm good. I, I'm not like Uncle Barbecue over here. I all my cars are all pretty old. So I mean, I drive a 1988 Toyota pickup as my daily driver. So I love my pickup. And I love the fact that it still has a hand crank. I would still drive that if I had the opportunity to. It's a nice truck. Yeah. Thank you. 
Thank you. I mean, a little small for like a full-size man, but yeah, this is still a nice truck. <laughs> is, that, is that the truck that all the ISIS people drive? <laughs> yeah. Is it that Toyota I, truck? I, I call Hilux. it the Back to the Future truck, except mine is white, and the Back to the Future truck was black. So okay, it's, it's better than being known as driving the ISIS truck. Yeah. You, you know what's so funny is like all these companies get flack for you know for their their tools being used or their equipment being used by these uh these uh you know these people and then yet you know toyota doesn't get rammed at all for having their trucks appear on every um you know uh, attack you know from every a, propaganda video every basically propaganda video. Yeah. yeah exactly it's so funny so hilarious it's always like eight guys riding in the back of a toyota hilux flying the isis flag yeah, but that's what makes that car so much fun, or that truck so much fun, is that it, it'll take that beating and just keep going. So. Yeah, it's like literally indestructible. They did a they did a segment on on Top Gear about it. They really tried to destroy this truck. They like blew it up. You know, they put it on top of a building. They blew up the building. You know, it started. Mm-hmm. They they drove it out in the middle of the ocean, flooded the engine. They sprayed some stuff in it and started. Uh, it's it's crazy what this truck is is capable of surviving. Pretty cool. American engineering at its finest. On a Toyota truck, yeah. On a Toyota truck, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Deech. <laughs> You're welcome. I just want to see if you guys are listening. Could you guys, I mean, Chris, could you live without a, a, screen, uh, a touch screen on your Tesla? No, because that, the, it's, it's the whole media control unit. Like, there's very little you can do without, like, if the touch screens go out, yeah. you can drive the car, and that's about it. Like, the turn signals won't even make noise without the, the touch screen. Um, huh. you, your speedometer is fully digital, so if you don't have the screen, there's, you have no concept of how fast you're going. But it's, you know, they characterize the Tesla as a computer on wheels, and, and that's exactly it. You remove the computer, all you're left with are four wheels. Yeah. What if they told you that you, you couldn't touch it? You could visually see things, but you couldn't touch it. You had to use a mouse or a uh, a, uh, a little joystick. Like a controller. Yeah, yeah, like a joystick. Yeah, that'd yeah. still be annoying because, like, when you're when you're driving it, I need to like pull up the navs real quick, or I need to switch apps or or something. Uh, no one's got time for that. It's it's voice command. I, I guess voice command wouldn't be so bad. The voice command on Tesla is actually pretty good. Like, I'll say, navigate me to the Starbucks on Main Street, and then it knows it right away. Uh, so things like that would would probably be fine. If I got used to doing voice more, I'm, I'm just used to doing everything by by touch now. I can say but the, the car I had before the Tesla, it was a Ford Fusion. That one I could probably live without the touchscreen. Because that one, all it did was control the radio and the nav, and, and that was about it. It didn't control anything with the car. The uh, new BMW all-electric car, I think it's the iX. This thing is insane. And I don't know what it is about BMWs, but rather than even have, I don't even know if it actually has a touchscreen, but it actually has like a joystick or a touchpad or something going on. So it's kind of like you're, like you're cruising with one hand up, right? And then the other hand's down there. Like, you know, never mind. I'm not going to say what it's about to say because we have to edit that out. Anyways, you're clicking on stuff, right? It seems pretty interesting. And then they start going over some of the other features of this. It's like we have heated seats, right? That's normal. But now they have heated armrests. Like uh, against the door is heated up or the center console warms up now too. I'm like, dang, what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive indeed. See, see well, what I mean, well, Brian, about you demonetizing us all the time? I didn't demonetize nothing that time. Well, Tesla, te- <laughs> Tesla, for, back. 
<laughs> Tesla for 2022 has a heated steering wheel, right? So that's pretty cool. Yeah, they did finally add that. Yeah, although we don't know how for how long until the Tesla runs out of chips. Plus, Most I hear the sure. wait times are insane. My neighbor ordered a Model Y, and she's like, I'm not going to get it until 2023. What? Like, just, just they have insane supply chain issues. Well, I take that back. If you buy, like, the upgraded rims, or if you buy the performance one, or if you buy any of the high, like, the real expensive ones, you can get it yeah. six months, maybe. But she bought, like, the, I think it's just a long-range rear-wheel drive one, so it's, it's a middle-of-the-line one, not top-of-the-line. But, yeah, she said for her combination, like, 2023 delivery date. Yeah, when you go to the, their website and do that, if you want to get your vehicle faster, just say that you want the full self-driving, and they prioritize the vehicle. Yeah, so they make very high margin on it because they're, you're giving them money for a feature that doesn't exist yet. That's that's how they make their money. Twelve grand self-driving feature. That's, wow. Just think of it, twelve grand to jump your place in line. Yeah, no thanks. I'll wait. I'm cheap. <laughs> well, we continue to get great comments about our dad joke of the week. Dad joke of the week. This week, we are all up in honor of our one-year anniversary. So I'll go first. Did you guys hear about the two thieves that stole a calendar? They each got six months. Wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Brian. All right. My wife's SUV has a, a button on the, the dash that says rear wiper. I cannot wait to use it. I'm gonna wipe my butt. Come on guys, laugh. Jesus. Wah, wah. <laughs> Alright. I think uh, a year ago I made a joke about my dad and his password and you know my my I love my dad. Um, but so I was named after my dad because I couldn't possibly have been named before him. all right to wrap things up uh, i get shadow banned again russia created their own certificate authority we talk about what we learn in a year of doing the podcast and who we want on next and cars will soon have dlc that's all we have for this week we hope you enjoyed this week's episode Thanks for sticking around for our whole first year of the podcast. We hope there are many more years to come. Stick around for the best of sound bites and NFTs at the end of the show. You can find us all on LinkedIn. Links will be in the description. Follow us on Instagram at Pepcac Podcast. Thank you to all our listeners and subscribers who rated us five stars in the iTunes store and Spotify and left us a review. We appreciate you all spreading the word to help grow the show. The best way to find us is to search for the Pepcac Podcast on your favorite podcast listening app. For my co-host, Brian Deach and Glenn Medina, I'm Chris Louie. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all next weekend. As always, have a nice day. Thanks, everyone. Mission have control a good one. Have a nice day. And I'm made of 230 pounds of twisted steel, sex appeal, women want me, men fear me, and dogs wish they could talk so they can hang out with me. You don't know me, Domino's. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Who's Felicia? See, I'm just giving uh, Chris another NFT. You haven't heard that that that, that saying? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a, it's a term. Yeah. Say bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. It's like sort of like a mic drop.
okay. Like, it's not like okay boomer or something like that. Gotcha. By the way, I did burp at the very end of our episode, so you can another little NFT for you, Chris. <laughs> Mooning. <laughs> Told you it's it's all about those shirtless hugs. Oh god. But hips uh, out. Is closer hips, together, Brian. <laughs> hips out. Hips out. Let's be very clear about that. Switch. Yeah. <laughs> and so I stuck the nail into the electric outlet and I woke up on the ground. Nice hat. Yes, sir. I like it. Thank you. Based. No, you don't look like a serial killer in that. No one's going to repossess my slamming salmon sweater. Am I the only one here that's ever heard of a slamming salmon sweater? I think I saw Chris wear it like two weeks ago. Uh, you're going to have to bleep this out, but Google can eat my <laughs> with a spoon. What's he doing? Waiting for the host to start this meeting. I want to send him a message. What up? So what'd you click on? The wrong one? Brian? No, I just closed it and reopened it. Oh. Weird. It's a pebcack air if I ever heard uh, one. I think it's Z-Skiller. I bet you Z-Skiller internet access is causing that. But my daughter just walked in the room, so... There's that. Scarred for life. Dad, yeah. Why are you naked in front of the computer? <laughs> I do have my shirt on, guys. Come on. We're closer. We're closer now. I feel lucky. Just yeah, like I feel lucky. It's just like those shirtless man hugs, Brian. We're closer now. Oh God. You want me to pan down? Let's keep this awkward. What's wrong with Jack in the Box tacos? It's the uh the violent diarrhea. Damn it, I'm giving you another NFT. <laughs> <laughs> the liquid lava pouring out of you later on that night. Hey, that this is why VPNs are stupid. <laughs> what a loser. F McDonald's. Epstein didn't kill himself. I think he's frozen. Yeah, he's frozen. Hey, everyone. Welcome and thank you for joining us. Happy to be back for a podcast. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Here's my other impression. Hey, everyone. Welcome back and thank you for joining us. Great to be back for Podcast 48. In Soviet Russia, building blows up you. If you happen to see a clown walking down the street with an axe, it's probably best to turn around and run. Oh, nice there.